Oh no, now the knee. Oh, well, that was that. Manu, what's he done there? He sold the dummy with a knee injury. It's a fake knee injury. Manu set up a throw for Bobrovsky. It's the next tackle. He gets an offload. He goes back and gets the football. Probably feels a cramp coming on in the back of his calf. Oh. And then just <laughs> takes off. Oh, what a beauty. So. You pick which has been the better moment. The bloke kicking the ball back from the traffic at the southern end, or Manu, the cramp, the fibber, and takes off to set up a trial. Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Supercoach Tragics podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Uh, tonight, we have the dynamic duo again, Dan and Glenn. Uh, mate, how was your week last week, mate? Um, yeah, it was good. I, you put me on the spot there. I just thought, gee, I don't even know what I scored. But <laughs> it went up. That's all I remember. Um mm. I legitimately cannot remember what I scored. <laughs> uh, that's right, mate. I always t- throw the tough questions out. That's what a good uh, podcast yeah, well, post matter does, know, mate. wouldn't you? What I scored. <laughs> but I, I went up, whatever it was. So, oh, 1,015. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you're above 1,000, pretty solid score. So, yeah. um, for those who were listening last week, they're all very aware that I was actually going and giving up this week. I didn't want to, um, I just didn't want to waste any trades, didn't want to do anything stupid. And, yeah. And I just took the hit, and I got a, I think, eight fifty or something, not very high. But what I did do is I, I went from, I think, just outside the thousand, the one thousand fifteen, up to seventeen hundred. So to me, that is not a big loss. Yeah, um, if, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have a hit, I don't mind having a hit on a, on a very low scoring round. Yeah. So, uh, and now I'm set for the run home. Just gonna put some final trades in, from, or some bring some Origin players in, yeah. um, which I'm, which we'll probably talk about today, whether. We jump on now or next week and see how we go. So yeah, so I brought in Munro only, and mm. that scored me ninety-one points, and I did that. So I got six hundred k in the bank, so I can jump on clearing for free to bang bang. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll start off uh, with the Tragics overall group. So uh, it is very very tight up the top here. Um, number one, Glenn from Here Come the Bears, killing it. They've been on top for a while now, in tenth place overall. Unbelievable work there. Um, but I just closely behind. We've also got Lux for losers. Just quietly, I'm in a cash comp with this guy, and it's very intimidating <laughs> having this guy in the comp next to me. Um, but he's he's currently 16th overall, and then in third place we have Chicken and Cheese um, from Adam's team there, and he's sitting in 17th overall. So top three are all in top 20. So that's amazing effort, guys. Um, very very close up there, business end of the comp. So very good work. Um, all right. Let's start off with the first game. So I see a lot of super coach points coming out of this game. A lot of attacking stats, Glenn. Yeah, I agree. So I I'm bringing in Kalen Ponga. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things I'm bringing in this week for Buller. I kept Buller for just for that buy round, and I lost a little money on him. Which, but I, I I'm cashed up. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, so I'm gonna go Buller to Ponga. He's the one that I really do like for this. I think another couple that are interesting is if you don't own. Uh, is best. I actually like Bradman best. I think he's been mm. playing well. And Marzu um, from the Tigers. Um, I, I would hold this week, but if you've got Stefano Ukutkomano, he could be a sell next week down to enough. I mean, I have Tarpany and uh, Horse up there at the moment, so I'm going to play Stefano and I've got 17 players, so it covers that particular other one out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was thinking I was going to go Haas this round, but you know, he's out as well, so <laughs> um, yeah, He's the only one I'd be looking at getting rid of. I mean, if you've got Bateman, he could be an upgrade now if you don't name Fafita. I mm-hmm. think uh, Tigers are a sell. Um, yeah, I don't really like anyone either in the um, other than Kalen Ponga and the two backs, Best and Marzu, to be fair. Yeah, I had a few questions asked throughout the week. Um, people saying, is is Marzu a good center wing to have for the run home? And I say yes. Yeah. Um, good run home. He's got very solid base. And he has a decent ceiling, so you, you can do way worse than having best in your. T- oh, sorry, having Marzu in your team or for the run home, and best also probably not not as high a ceiling, but definitely has solid base as well. So definitely a good fifth, sixth option as mm. well. You know, like I mean, a lot of people have Manu, Holmes, Gary, Meany. You know, there's a handful of them that are out there, but I, I agree with you. I think that um, of the two, I really like Marzu based on his base. Yeah, um, yeah, I think um, I'm looking at Ponga for a big, big score in this game. Uh, they tend to they they play really well, good attacking, expensive football when they're playing at McDonald Jones Stadium at home. 
So yeah. I, I seem to, I just seem to the attacking just seemed to happen. Uh, and one player I don't I don't like him as a buy, but if you if you have say uh, a low cheap second rower, I don't mind Fitzy. Um, him and Fitzy, Ponger and Fitzy do work really well together. I've got Fitzy in one of my drafts, and I've actually got the VC on him. Because we know how Fitzy has that chance to go 100 plus when he needs to. So, yeah, I've got Fitzy in my draft as well. Mm, yeah. All right. Game two on Saturday, we've got Bulldogs versus the Broncos. So, uh, any thoughts here? Anything really jumping out at you? Yeah. So, the big talking points for Bulldogs is Jacob Preston. I notice a lot of people are offloading him now to the feeder. I don't hate it um, based on other second rowers. But I mean, a guy that gets 60 without attacking stats, you know, is a player for me that I, I'm not in a rush to sell, to be fair. And um, but this could be a good matchup for the Broncos. Um, I I do like Tony Staggs in this. As you're looking for a pod, I think Tony Staggs could be, or even Farnsworth, either either side. Um, I think both of those two as centers uh, could be great pods on the run home. Apart from that, I don't like anyone else. I, I don't hate if you got Carras, but personally, I'd be upgrading now. I think it could be time. Uh, if, I mean, for this particular round, we've got three clubs out, so people might be struggling for numbers. So. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a hold until next week as we start bringing in the keepers now. Yeah, um, Carrera's definitely taken a bit of his since coming back from injury. He's taken a bit of a downward plummet. He was looking so good at the start of the year. Well, at the start of the year, I would have kept him for the whole year the way he was playing. He was on fire, and then coming back from injury, he's just hitting low twenties. He's not having much luck. So, well, the um, interesting thing about Carrera is he's been moved this week to centre from wing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he won't bring back those tough carries, which could reduce his base. But it also, but it will put him in a better position for scoring points. Whether he gets them versus the Broncos is another question. So, I personally, I, I think Carraz is an upgrade. And if we're looking Carraz, he normally plays on the right wing. So if he's playing in the right centre position, he's up against Stags. And Stags, we know he's actually quite a very good defender. So Stags um, worth it for that matter. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. Stags is a demon defender. Oh yeah, very good reading the game. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I I have a bit of a predicament in my team, which we'll get to later, where I've only got the one front row this week, and I'm not going to sell Hass. Yeah. Um, however, I've only got 17 players. Oh, sorry, I've got 16 players with one trade. I have 17 players, so I'm not going to trade in a front rower because I'm happy with my front row. I can pick a player anywhere and get him as an AE. So, um, I yeah, but I'm having that. going to have an AE no matter what. So I think we've got a free loop this week. So. I, I'm in the same position. I have one front rower and I've got exactly 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can cash out and take all my money and, and upgrade Katoa to Cleary and make one trade. Or I can actually um, do another go another way and go Ponga and Cleary um, or Ponga and Fafida. I'm still debating which way of those two I want to go. Fafida's got to break even a 40, which is a lot lower than what Cleary's is. Mm-hmm. But first the Dolphins, I reckon Cleary can, you know. Do anything, yeah. got a high ceiling that side. But look, yeah. I, yeah. I have the same predicament. Yes. Um. All good. So we'll move on. Nothing really much to talk about in that game. So we'll move on to the next game. Um, Playing at Four Points Park, Manly and Cowboys. Cowboys are turning a bit of a turn. Do you reckon it's going to be a change in their in their team or do you reckon that's just a one-off? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, there's a few in here that I like. I mean, I really like um Valentine Holmes now. I think it's time to jump versus Manly. Manly do tend to leak at different stages. Um, this is at home for Manly from memory. Yeah, four points, mate. Yeah. Yeah, so that that could be a reason maybe to hold one week on Holmes. Uh, I can't remember what his um break even is to be hundred percent honest, but he's one that I'm looking at is Holmes, but not this round. I still like Luciana Leilua, but they're playing corner um around with the second rowers, and so I don't know if I would do that. Uh, but Olakawatu is the other one, you know. Like people have been asking me, do I sell Olakawatu? Do I sell um Garrick? No on Garrick. I don't know if I'd sell Okawatu either unless you're going to someone like Fafita, but Schuster is definitely a sell. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I think um, when um, Turbo went out in that first origin, I think I, I asked you a question. I, I, obviously, you didn't know the answer because it was well, not in the mind of the coach, but I said, now that they've got no Turbo, they know they have no Turbo, just Gary filling at fullback, and, and obviously he does now. So that was a question I had, and, and now that he's playing fullback, his ceiling is not going to be as high. But what it is, he's going to have a lot solid, more solid base and rely on it. So to me, he's still a keep for the rest of the season. So really, really happy I kept him. I was a bit nervous there for a little bit, but 
I kept him, and I'm 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 glad I held strong. So and he's getting involved a lot. So Gary mm. likes to put his hands on the ball, and he is coming left and right of the ruck, which is which is good. So he does come in those attacking plays, which is handy. I don't mind Cole as a as a pod either, but I <laughs> I stand by what I say. With Turbo out of the side, they're not a ceiling club anymore, and um and there are clubs that are ceiling clubs on the run home. But I do feel that Valentine Holmes is the is the main player of these two. Schuster's a sell. Ola Kawatu, I, I, I wait one more week, have another look, you know. Like I feel mm-hmm. like outside DCE, uh Ola Kawatu could get some good um some good points. So I, I don't know if I'd be selling him. And I think um this matchup, I know the Cowboys have had a bit of a turn, but I think this matchup for Ola Kawatu is actually not too bad. And because you made a kind of you softened to it before earlier where you said that they're not sure what they're doing, chopping and changing with the second row. Um, and that having that no consistency in their second row does mess up their defensive read. So Olaquado could actually probably get a meat pie in this game, and I reckon that could possibly happen. Um, not, not saying anything negative about the second rows in that team, but they haven't really had a chance to settle as a team. They're constantly changing all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, next game. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm hoping the Roosters can actually turn up, so um, just to have a bit of a decent game. But Roosters versus Melbourne in Sydney. Um, is this a good matchup for Munster, do you think? Uh, no. I, I, well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think that this is a better-looking Roosters outfit. They've got a lot of players back, you know. They've got um, Egan Butcher's back. They've got Gus back from memory. I can't see him there. Stilly Tupanua was supposed to be back as well. I can't see him either. Geez, they were all named to come back, but they're not there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, the, the Roosters just aren't the same side. I mean, there's a lot of people asking me, should they sell Tedesco? And I mean, look, I would wait on that and go to Latrell. Latrell's coming in. I'm holding Gutherson. And um, I, I was looking to go to Tedesco, but I think I might go to Latrell now that I know he's on his way back. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Smith's a sell. Manu's a hold. Um, I don't know if I'd be looking anyone else in there. I keep my eye on the second row position. If Gus or Stilly Tupanua get a full-time spot, but I'll tell you who I do like there. Oh, I just realised something. Oh, yes, that's Wong. Mate, if mm. Wong can get some minutes, you know, he's interesting. But, I mean, it's a bit late to be trading down to someone like that. Uh, from the Storm, Munster, Munster and Harry Grant. I don't know if I'd be jumping on Grant now, but um, he's definitely someone you want for the run home. I have Grant, I have Cook. Um yeah, I, I don't know. They're the only ones I like, Munster and Grant, mate. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I'm just a bit nervous because, like, these teams, we know what they have been in the past, but they haven't really been that this year. So yeah. it's hard to know what you're going to get. Um, yeah. and and I, that's that's what we'll talk about a bit later. Is like, um, after we get through the teams, I reckon is um, what kind of the origin players are going to do when they come back. Do we wait a week and do we move on? Um. Yeah. I, I that's why I'm really really contemplating on Munster because I can go straight to Munster right now and with, with the cash I've got in the bank, um, which I don't mind doing. But remember what happened last time? Munster backed up from Origin. He was crook. He likes to celebrate. Um, so I'm not sure if he actually does back up. But if he does, does he play a full game? Um, if he was playing in Melbourne, you know what? I'd be all over that. I'd probably yeah. say that's that, that would tip the point for me. But I think I'm holding off a week. Well, Roosters notoriously are. Uh slow starters and they do finish the season strong and I do see that they're slowly building. Uh, they are looking better, uh, a few of them, you know, and um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think I'd hold off a monster a week, you know, depending on your side, you know, you've got something like a guitar or someone you need to get rid of and you can go to a monster. Yeah, great. But um, a lot of players um, traditionally when they back up from origin tend to score not so well. I mean, occasionally some will go well, but as a rule overall, a lot of them seem to have uh, that fatigue. Yeah, well, what one thing I actually think uh, when you you look at that, I think there's players out there that you might play a very few minutes in a game, and they didn't get a chance to prove themselves on Origin night, and they come out and go berserk the next week, yeah. uh, and that's why I think Gutho is going to be in for a cracking game this week, yeah. and I'm going to be very scared not owning Gutho this week. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. I look, I'm telling you, there's a there's a part of me that wants to get Moses as well. Um, mm. I, I just think Moses is looking terrific this year, and I just want to put my hand up as saying he was one of my options. I said that should be at five mm-hmm. eight outside of Cleary, and I, I stand mm-hmm. by that, man. I think that it's not a terrible option. You know, I just don't think Hines is ready. And anyway, we won't get into Origin talk, but uh, <laughs> he, he, Walker and Moses looked really good last night, especially Walker. I actually own Cody Walker, and I'm tempted to go Cody Walker to Cleary this week. And I know that's a big call because, and, and I, I don't ever want to let go of Walker, but I bought in Ponga. And, uh, mm. But I'm scared to not own Ponga with the matchups that they've got coming up. 
um, that I want Cleary. But there's part of me might just go pong a whole walker and see on Cleary. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out, I guess. It, it's a tricky one because there's so many players that are scary not to own. Yeah. There's only a certain, certain amount of spots in our team that we can put in, uh, these players in. So Yeah, and um, I but... by, I've been saying all year, I believe Souths are a top, a top four side. And I believe with Latrell Mitchell, they're a chance to be. I, I see Penrith and South Grand Final. But mm. Latrell has to be there. I keep saying that. He has to be there. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to the next game. Um, this game here, I actually see it being quite a low-scoring game. And that's Sharks yeah. versus the Warriors. Um, the reason why I say they're both uh, Warriors defending quite well. Sharks normally have a decent attack and decent defense. But they're playing in New Zealand. So this, to me, I think is going to be a close game and a very low-scoring game for Supercoach as well. And this would be a very forward game. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, if you're a Nickel Clockstead owner, I'd be nervous, or even a Sean Johnson owner for this particular matchup, even a Hines. I yeah. don't see Hines as going a big score. I think players like Talakai could do well. Mulatalo could even make you nervous for this mm. particular matchup. Um, or Qatar, you know, I just think that I agree with you. I think this would be a good game for Aiden Fanua Blake and maybe a Jackson Ford. Uh, Britain Acora, those kind of players. I think that there'll be a lot of move around there. But if you're looking for players to for the run home, I, I you know, I, I like Talakai. I think he's a great little pod. If you don't own Hines, you need to get him, but you can wait a week. Uh, Britain Acora, I think, is a player for the run home. I don't hate Wilton. Also, mm. Curran, I, I'm not sure on that because of his position in the side, but I'd be selling Tohu Harris, even though he had that big game. I just think that that was a one-off for Tohu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I was looking at his scores with my son the other day. You know, he hasn't had anything under 50, which is interesting. But um, do you know who I do like in this game is Mitch Barnett. I thought mm-hmm. he was freaking phenomenal last week. And he had low break even. I think that, um, you know, moving he moved from front row into second row. Um, he was so good at second row. Yeah, it's so good when you even when he was playing with the Knights, he'd go from lock to second row, play the full 80. So you get the best of both worlds. You get the chance to him to score a try on the edge. Then you get that crazy workload he does in the middle because he's one of those guys that just works and works and works. Um, you know, like, and he's at the for, for the price point that he's. I don't know off by heart, but I know that he was at a decent price point for what his output is potentially available for. So uh, I don't mind him at the moment. But we, I, I got nervous when you just named all those people that are to be nervous about. And then the people that are going to be scored well, because you named a lot of my team. I realize now how many actual players I have in this team. I've yeah. got Nikora, I've got Hines, I've got SJ, I've got Mulatalo, yeah, I've got AFB, I've got Ford. <laughs> I've got a big right. team. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll tell you what, I nearly bought Luke Metcalf. And I, I don't know if you remember, I spent, mentioned Luke Metcalf last week. I thought he's uh, a great little proposition. But I looked at the draw going forward and I thought I, li- I didn't like what's ahead. But mm. I, I tell you what, he had an outstanding game last week, and uh, anyone that jumped on, and I noticed a few people did. Well done to them. You know, it was definitely something I considered going Katoa to him just to, um, just for the points. And I, I wished I had it; it would have been um, a fruitful buy. Yeah, he was looking good. He was looking like he was at the trials, um, where everyone was so looking forward to watching him and getting him in their team, and then he got injured unfortunately. But he is just—he's uh, going to be a future talent there. And I think having the SJ's experience there as well. Um, yeah. he's going to get better and better and better. And then when SJ, I know he's re-signed, um, which is great. Um, but when SJ does finally move on, it's going to be a very good um halfback in the future. Yeah, he looks so. good when he, he looks good when he takes on the line. I remember saying at the start of season, I kept rattling off the players that were named for New Zealand, and I kept saying Luke Metcalf. And every time I wrote it in certain chats, they're like, eh, you know. And mm. I'm like, mate, I'm telling you, this player is a good kid. This kid's got talent, and uh, you just watch if he just gets a minute, and then he got injured. Because mm. I was actually going to start Luke Metcalf. I actually considered at the very start of the season, um, you know, to be my bottom dollar instead of Katoa. And, um, but obviously he got injured and never got to prove his worth. But he's showing it now, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, nervous one for Supercoach that game. Yeah, which is, just made me even more nervous realising how many players. I've probably got about seven players in this bloody game. That's, that's horrific. Um, all right, I'll move on to the next game. Um Dolphins versus the Panthers. I think the Panthers could uh, put on a bit of a number here. I think the only saving grace really is the games at KO Stadium. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting ones here. I mean, Ozarko's a hold. He's probably the only person I'd own in that particular whole team, being truly honest with you. I mean, I had Nick Arima and sold him early, and, you know, uh, but I have Katoa, but I, I can move him on to 
Cleary if I want this week. And the fortunate thing for me is that Cleary's named possibly to come back. And if he does play, I've got the trade is from him to him in this game, which means it's really beneficial for me. And if it doesn't happen, then I can go uh, to um, Fafita in the last game. Mm. So I'm handy for that. But a few players in here I do like. So I don't think Taruva's a sell. Most people are selling. I think he's an interesting six, five or six player on your bench for, yeah. based on matchups. Um, <laughs> but Ozaga Taho, Toho, uh, and Cleary are all players that I'd be looking at for the run home and even possibly Liam Martin. Mm. Yeah, Liam Martin's that interesting one. Um, because he at the start of the year he was a bit injured coming off the yep. bench when he finally came back. So if he does score that eight minute rollback, which we know he can do, yep. he he's definitely undervalued, underpriced. So um, I've got oh, a couple of games string together. Oh, it definitely. And uh, but I I also feel like he's not very consistent. He has a tendency to score tries, but he also he can let you down on occasion too. Where he's so to me, he's an option, but he'd be like my if I wasn't going to nuff in my second row, I would have him as my last second rower as a guy that you play on matchups. No, what what I like about Panthers is so I look at ceiling sides and I see Panthers as a ceiling side, and I can see a game where players like Toho, Targo, Taruva, Crichton, and possibly um, Sorensen um, all go off, you know, yeah. and obviously Cleary as well. So. You know, any one of those players, if you're looking for a pod outside of Cleary, um, I don't hate. You know, Toho's the one I specifically like the most. Mm, yeah, definitely. All righty, moving on to the final game. And uh, Parramatta versus the Titans at Combank Stadium. This could be a blowout, I reckon, depending on how many players back up from origin for Parramatta. Yeah, well, as I said to you, I've just stuffed things up here. Sorry. <laughs> um, just give me a second. I just went to sports bet somehow. Um, but uh, look, I really like Parramatta. Uh, I really like Gutho for this game. I really like Moses for this game. Um, <laughs> Lane's on his way back. He could be interesting as the season unfolds. Uh, um, I owe Maddo. So one of the questions, I uh, will get to it later on, was asking, but uh, the players I like in this to buy. I think Gutherson, if you have, he's a hold. Latrell's on his, Mitchell's on his way back. Who you want to pair with Mitchell, whether it be um, Walsh, Gutherson, Teddy, that's that's your choice. But I'm holding Gutherson and Mitchell will be my run home. Um, I really like Mitchell Moses. And like for those that want something a little different, instead of going Hines, Cleary, you could look at taking one of those out based on the draw and having Moses, Cleary or Moses, Hines. And I and I mm. don't hate it. Yeah. Well, one thing I'll actually ask you now, because I've got a few, because I've got one player that I really want to offload um, I've got a pod a couple of weeks back and that's Nofaluma. Not injured now, not sure when he's coming back. And to me, he's a sell. I'll get rid of him now. Yep. Would you... So I've got my fullbacks right now, um, uh, Dylan Edwards and Ponga. Would you trade Nofo and then bring Manu down from 5'8", put Ponga up to 5'8", and then bring Gutho in this yep. week? Would you trade him in? Because I'm thinking that... Because I'm, I'm thinking about doing the one trade to get my 17th player and I feel like that's the one. And I like it because it puts yeah. Ponger up at 5-8. It allows you that spot of having Gutho down there and then you can bring Mitchell in to pair with him and you've still got that nice 5-8 sitting there, which I really like mm. Ponger. He's got the upside. Yeah. You know, Good and then from the other side, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off then. Um, and Tino for Suralu, I think is a great buy for the run home. And David Fido, we all know, he's, he's having a stellar season. And um, if you, especially if you're head-to-head or over either one, you're going to mm. need um, David Fido because he's someone that can kill you around in a heartbeat. Yeah, and a lot of people. I'm hearing a lot of talk about oh, the Titans run home is a bit bit tough. But I find that the Tinos and the Fafitas are the guys that really just they embellish those tough games where they could get beaten forty four to twelve, and the two tries were scored by Fafita because well, he's that guy that will fight for everything. Yeah, every year Fafita's always had the ceiling, right? Because mm. we know he puts in those points where he uh, puts in the passes and he gets those tries, but he never had the base. His base was around 40, right? But this year, Fafita has taken his game to another level where he's doing them tough carries and he's doing the defence that he needs to. He's moving in, so his base is really good. Then on top of that, he's got the offload, he's got the pass outside. And um, yeah, and, and although they can let in points to Titans, they can put them on as well. Mm. And, um, and Fafita tends to be involved in that when it happens. So Fafita, and if you're looking for someone for the run home, if you really need another forward now and you are buying someone this week, Tino would be the guy I'd be chasing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was I. I, I thought about that because I thought I haven't got Haas, but I've got a few jewels I can move around so I could yeah. bring in someone, keep Haas, and then bring in Tino. But I was like, I believe Tino is a trade in for next week, 
Because I think what the forwards do at Origin, it's a very tough game for forwards and it's hard then to back up as solid. Yeah. Understanding it's the last game, but I also found that we, there's word around that if you play two days later, it's actually easier than yeah. playing five days later because your muscles start to cool down and everything. Um, so and then I thought, you know what? I've got Tarpany, I've got Haas, and I've got um, AFB. To me, that's all I really need for the run home, and I'm happy to survive with that, and I'll focus on my ceiling players. If you're looking for a pods on the way home, so Dylan Brown's due back in two rounds, right? Dylan Brown, so if you can hold on some trades and you want to win the um, head-to-heads, Parramatta are good. They don't play the very last round, but you'll, you'll get to play them in the finals, right? Parramatta will play right through the finals. Having Dylan Brown, but having Lane as a pod outside of Dylan Brown could be a real um, winning play. I think, have, you know, if you can get Lane early even and then have Brown outside him. I'd wait another couple of rounds before I jumped on Lane. Uh, but when his break even comes down and he's getting four minutes, um, Lane, Lane has the upside, especially when Brown's in the side, because Brown has that beautiful jink step offload and passes to Brown, and he also puts in little kicks that Lane chases. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, if you were to get on that, and because that one there to me is a big risk, but it is a high reward just because of Lane's injury past. But if you're going to, like everyone's an injury pass usually, but Lane's just having a horrible year, unfortunately for him. But um, if you get on him and he stays healthy, that's an uber pod. That's massive. So yeah, and I'd be waiting till Brown's in the side, so that gives you two more rounds to look at Lane, and then mm. you can make that decision. Then and you might say, hey, Glenn, you're off your head. But in two rounds, if you have a look, at it, it gives you two rounds to look at him. He gets his match fitness, is what we need, and we know that he's passed through those injury uh, woes. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up the games this week. So let's talk some of the players from Origin that are meant to be backing up, and we'll also we'll also throw Cleary into that conversation yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, so I think we've had a bit of a discussion on Munster. Uh, I, I feel as though after the last time he was meant to back up, he was a bit crook. We don't know the whole story whether he was on the on the beers or whether he was um actually had a flu. But I think um, he's probably more than likely going to rest. Um, that's but he, if he does play, he might get rested. Isn't during the game anyway. Yeah, and that's impossible for Grant. So look, news, people think oh Queensland probably didn't go out and drink and celebrate, but they've won the series, right? So they would have went out and had a night. And New yeah. South Wales, because they got that victory, they've gone out and had a night. So <laughs> I can tell you that there'd be quite a few players that have had a had a big one. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Look. Nathan Cleary is an interesting one. Do you jump now? He's got a high break even, but he's got a good matchup. He's in a ceiling side. He's coming back from serious injury. You know, like it, it's it's an interesting one as to whether you go there. The 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 ones that are backing up. So we've got Grant uh, and Cook. Cook's not playing this week, so that's safe. Uh, Grant Munster. But look, what I would say is if you've got them, play them. If you don't, I don't know if you're jumping. You know, mm-hmm. on and uh, now. I think that you can wait one more round. Trades are at a premium. You know, we we, we don't have a lot of them. So it's not going to hurt you. Grabbing someone like Gutherson that played five minutes, beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah, but some of them other ones, you know, that even Bradman Best, some of them other players, they had, you know, Cameron Murray, uh, Dylan Walker, uh, Cody Walker from South, so they don't play this round, so it doesn't hurt. But all the others that do, Tino, yeah. Peter, um, Grant, Munster, who else would you say stands out that you'd want to get um, that aren't Souths, Wilmotungi, Cody? Yeah, they'd be the main four, wouldn't they? Yeah. Be the yeah, and then you've got to think, um, one person who I think will back up, and he tends to do it quite often, and that would be Teddy. I know that, um, so Teddy is very, very, he's used, especially at the, after game three, he tends to have that, he likes to bring the Roosters home strong, and um, I, I can see Teddy being a reasonable hold yeah. um, for now, um, and I think you might be pleasantly Excuse me, pleasantly surprised with the results you get towards the end of the year. Um, but he imagine having Teddy of old as a pod in your team. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so what people don't know is Tedesco, his stats are still very good, right? He still runs 200 plus metres a game. He still gets tackle bust. He just hasn't been the ceiling player that we're used to mm. seeing with Tedesco. But the Roosters are on the build and, and he's the captain of the Roosters and they need him at the moment. They're one shot out of the eight. So they need every win they can get. So, yeah, I agree with you, uh, Dan. I think that Tedesco backs up and plays 80. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, you mentioned on Cleary, whether you jump on this week or next. I'll tell you what, I think um, if Penrith were playing at home this week and I knew Cleary was playing, I'd probably have a crack at jumping on. But yeah. because they're playing away 
and he's back back one. It's kind of a blessing for me because I reckon next week is the best week to jump on when he's playing at home against the Bulldogs. Yeah. Oh, I think Cleary is a good jump on next week. Yeah. Um, so I need to add that pretty much in my plans to get him in ASAP, I reckon, because I think Bulldogs aren't looking that great. Um, and playing at home, you know what Panthers are like at home. Well, I'm um, in a position to go uh, for feeder Cleary or for feeder Ponga or Cleary Ponga. And I've gone Ponga. That's one I've gone, I'm mm-hmm. happy with from Buller. But the second one is do I get for feeder um, versus Parramatta with a possible injury crowd that turns out may not be true? Or um, Cleary, who's playing against the Dolphins with the next matchup against the um, um, versus the Dogs, which is a captain yeah. option. I think that even Cleary could be a captain option this week as a sneak yeah. pod, you know, like base because I don't like many captain options this week. I do like Fafita uh, as mm-hmm. a captain on, and I do like Ponga. I think that I'm hoping that Ponga has a big game so that I can just loop that with my free loop with my forward and and my mm-hmm. my week settled, you know. So <laughs> he's hoping, eh? Yeah, well, that's kind of exactly what I think. And that's, this is because I, I, I'll put a spoiler alert now. I'm going to VC Ponga, obviously. Uh, and I, I currently got the captain on Hines, but I am not excited about that. I am very nervous. And that's kind of the reason why I was wanted to talk to you about Gutho because I yeah. feel like Gutho is a captain option yeah. this week. So um, that's, yeah. That's my captain. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm going VC Ponga C uh, C on um Gutherson, but I have to C on Hines because I mm. never usually have it on who I'm going until the last minute. Um, yeah, so I, just I to, just to fool everybody until uh, you tell them on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely right, but um, look, that, I agree with you, mate. I think Guffo and I think Moses could be a sneaky pod captain this week as well if you own Moses. Um, so either one of those, I, I don't hate at all. In in one of my drafts, I actually have. Gutho and Moses in my team, and I'm like, which one do I captain? I don't know which one. So I'm, I'm, I'm pick. I'm thinking playing it safe, going the Moses route with the kicking. So, uh, but it's a bit tricky having both those guys. In my draft, I've got Tash, Kalama, Tungi, and Cook. I just bought in that by Conor to cover me on the bench to put in for him. But I've got mm. Luai Ponga, and um, so I'm playing Ponga. I'm leaving Luai on the bench, but Luai will be my. I'm actually missing a player, but I'm actually playing an easy one this week. I, I'm le- I'm second or leading, I can't remember in it, the one I'm in. And this week I'm playing Guy, who's in playing. He's, his side didn't play, so I get my free turn of points this week. Everyone <laughs> else has got their free two points, so I get mine now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> awesome. Um, any yeah. other players we want to talk about? Before, oh, i got questions before we um, move on yet? No, um, no, nothing really. I think that if you can hold off on trades this week, you know, a lot of people are going to be short on players. You know, people are going to have Raiders, people are going to have South players and possibly a couple of Dragons, although I'm not sure, maybe a Lomax or a Bird or a, even um, Jack DeBellin. And, and all of players that I'd be looking to move on as well. Mm. But you can hold for this round. Uh, yeah, we've got some questions, mate. Let me just get them up. Let's do it. One of them I didn't talk about deliberately because I knew it was one of the questions, right? And I know <laughs> already. Uh, how long is JMK out for? It's got to be cleared, so we don't know how long. Yeah, the, 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 the words that we have, the, the things that we do know is that uh, initially uh, the coach, uh, Bennett, said it could be potentially the whole season. Then he gets named saying it wasn't as bad as once thought, and then he got dropped. And now he hasn't been named again. So that's everything that we know, I'm pretty sure, as the public will know. So so he, the other thing he's asking is, I'm thinking of bringing in Graham. I'm not sure which Graham he means to allow me to bring in Tino. Okay, so that that, that, that there is um Harrison Graham, the yeah. guy replacing JMK, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't hate it, I guess. I mean... It, having the security of knowing how long JMK is out for would make that decision a lot easier because he's got 60 points in his first game last week, mate. That was a pretty good score. Yeah, absolutely. He had good, he had a good work rate too. And mm. also he said, how many nuffs are too much? So look, we got three buys this round and then there's only one all the way home, right? Um, I, I would, I've got the buys. I'll read them to you at the end so you know, but mm. if you just type in NRL buy schedule, it'll give it to you and tell you there's one team each. South Sydney has two. And then you'll see the rest going through. Parramatta don't have any up until the last game. Um, so I, he's saying one in second row, one in second wing, and one in front row. I don't hate that. That's uh, exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, that's 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 how yeah. I would be doing it too. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much how most people will do it, mate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thoughts on Maddo or Nat Butcher as a pod? Just can't get into Fafida. Look, I like Maddo, don't like Butcher. 
because we just don't know with Butcher. They've got Stilly Tupanua and Angus Crichton to come back into their side. They were supposed to come in this week, so either one of them could steal minutes or even steal a spot and putting that Butcher back into the front row rotation. I do like Maddo. Maddo's got a base of 61. Now he's not at 5'8". Um, you know, he'll come in and play those mm-hmm. minutes, and it's a good matchup for Maddo as well. Um, I, I would suggest that you look at um, nothing out someone and getting to the feeder, personally, um, mm-hmm. over Maddo. But Maddo, look, I like Maddo. And it will be Preston. So he's selling Preston to back. Look, I think that's sideways. Preston to Maddo sideways for me. Yeah, because if 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 Gutha, if Matt, sorry, Matto is going to play sixty minutes, base of sixty, and then you're going to get an eighty minutes with more chance to score more points with the same average. Right. Oh, yeah, you, you'd really want to, like, for example, in my team right now, I would much rather I got Preston and I got Ford. I would much rather now Ford ten Preston into Fafita than and and I and then because I guess uh, I'd probably rather have two Nuffs in that position. As yeah. long as you have enough jewel to get that, I think for Peter's not a must-have, but he's going to be a very, very hard watch. And most of us now will have five, even six on our bench that we're going to have to choose from. You know, you go. I've got Grant Cook, and then you go down. It's there's quite. I've got six second mm-hmm. rowers. I've got two halves with Hines, Cleary, Walker. You know, and then you got your fullbacks with Gufferson and, and Co. You know, you got Ponga. Like you're going to be in a position where you go. Um, so you you can nuff out a couple. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I go one up, one down. I yeah. think that Preston. What you just said is important. 20 minutes longer means 20 minutes more opportunities to score points, which an attacking stat, a try or whatever. I, I, I think, look, I love Maddo, but I think that's sideways, very sideways. Yep. Um, and the last one is, do we need two hookers for the run home? Interestingly, I, I have considered nothing Cook. Uh, mm. I'm not going to. I own Grant and Cook, and allowing me to do that, if I actually enough Cook, it allows me to turn Katoa to Cleary, and turn uh, uh, turn Preston to uh, Fafita. And it still leaves me a lot of coin, but I'm going to run both on the run, on the run home. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that being almost a really good pod move to do where, yeah. because I've, I've considered it too, I considered it probably before the buys even started to yeah. potentially nuff out, because I have not, I'm yet to see one standout hooker. Yeah, I agree. Even Grant has had his bad days. So I am happy that if you find one, if you pick Cook or Grant, I'd probably go Grant if I had to pick one of them. And then they're about similar price. So if one of them goes down, you can always potentially use that trade um, and get him again. But yeah, it is risky because if one of them does go down and you're at the end of the season and you've got no trades, you need to have potentially a jewel in your second row. Yeah, I, or I actually like Rima in five eight maybe even, but yeah. Yeah, I actually like JMK better than both at the moment. Yeah. when he's playing because so in South Sydney, Cook is a great running nine, but he's not doing that in South, right? He's got two strong dominant halves on each side of him, so he's getting it out to Murray. Murray's getting it out to Walker, or getting it out to Walker. They're they're demanding a lot of ball, which means that mm. Cook's become a shovel left and right, and he's got two buyers missing, right? He's got two mm. times he's going to be out uh, on the run home. Uh, one of them being this round now. So I, I don't think the answer to your question is no, you don't need two hookers. But if you have got two hookers, um, you know, it could be a pod move uh, running home. That they will both side, both side, both can score good points on the run home. Hmm. Well, I'd say um, I've currently got a pod hooker that um, I, I think is a pod hooker anyway. And you, you've had him before, you traded him out, and it's Nick Karima. Oh, Nick Karima, yeah. I, I know he has a high ceiling and he's reasonably priced so if he does start failing a little bit which i've seen i had a look at his score look at his history pretty safe scores with yeah. a decent attacking side so i've got him as my backup to cook at the moment um i am not sure whether i want to keep him and uh, i want to i might go cook to grant and keep nicarima i'm thinking it might, might be a little pod move so the week i sold nicarima to grant nicarima scored 105 and grant scored 44 or something so yep. you know it was a great play by me mm. and, I, and i think having a player like nicarima because you mentioned before it's so hard to pick your bench when you've got like you get to leave like five players out that you normally would play. Yeah. Um, that's why I kind of like these rounds where you're forced to play your team because it makes sure it doesn't mess with your head. So Nick Reem is that guy that I'd be happy to leave out in hard matchup. Like for, if I I got him this week, but and I'm forced to play. But if I had my five players, I'd leave him out against the Panthers. You know what I mean? Um, so, but uh, that's why I don't mind that having that guy you can change on matchups and. So to me, he's like my equivalent to enough where I don't need to use him, but he's there on matchup. So 
just a little stat for people that want something interesting to know as well. So center wings. So a lot of us, one of the stats that I did, things I didn't do this year and I regret not doing is I usually stack the pack and then I go light at the back. Then on the way home, I go, I stack the back and go light on the pack because like I'll only have the two forwards. And mm. uh, because center wings notoriously score better on the run home. And a lot of that's to do with the sides of gelling. They've got cohesion, you know, they know their gameplay. They've, you know, they've been playing for the season. So they know where to be and what you know so um having a six even a seventh center wing on the run home and playing all seven could actually get you or land you a huge score and i've had it happen with me before where i've done that mm. before so um just if you're looking for something interesting you're a pod uh to, and you're in overalls and you're trying to get up there and you know you're really struggling that could be or even if you're one of the top players and you're looking for a way to get into the first that could be the pod play um so yeah it'd be interesting well, th- that, that's kind of why i um i i wanted to nuff out one center wing yeah. but i was also I like the idea of that too so what i've done is i've got a player that i feel may have earned his spot and that's munro yeah. i think that he might be the guy that he so i've got an extra backup with a high ceiling i yeah. see munro like a very much a cobo-esque kind of player yeah. where he's got that x factor can get a high ceiling and may he may go missing in a few games, but I feel like he's got that power. So I brought him in my team and he's my nuff, even though I I haven't nuffed him per se, I brought him in as my low cheapy that I can keep for the run home. Yeah, well, that's so. what I did last round. I brought him mm. Monday so that I, I got him cheap and I was able to put all that money aside to get clear in for yeah. Cheetah. And I agree with you. I think that uh, on the right matchups, he could be a great play. Uh, but, you know, if you've got someone like Gary Holmes, Manu, you know, whoever the other ones we are, Meany, for example, uh, Mazu, and then you were to get someone like a Targo, a Toho, mm. uh, a Munro, uh, someone that uh, an AJ, uh, someone out, you know, even a Tass, uh, Farnsworth, a Stags. There's a whole mm. stack of them that you could pick off, you know. And and what you really need to do is look through the matchups. And I'd be looking at games versus the Dragons, versus the Dogs, and sadly versus the Tigers. Although the Tigers have now got Apple Coruscant back. And, yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, it, it is a big deal because he's more creative and he. he you know, he just tightens up the middle a lot as well. Uh, with yeah. that, you know, his, his leadership is what's needed in that side. And I think him and Brooks together were, were truly missing. And I, I'm scared to sell Buller this week. I actually have a feeling that Buller could score well first tonight. But I've gone to Ponga because I think Ponga has a higher ceiling. Mm. There's one player that I was really hoping you were going to say then to, that might be a good uh, for the run home. And I'm hoping you'll agree because I had a look at the matchups and that's Daniel Tupo. Um, I've got him in my team and I'm looking at his matchups now. He's got some pretty juicy matchups. I'm hoping that I've I, I decided to keep him. Um, I think like, he's going to be juicy. He's got like, yeah, plays the Titans. He plays the Dolphins. He's got Broncos, which is a tougher one. Then he's got Manly. Then he's got, um, I think it was, I think it was um another uh, weaker team. Oh, the, the Warriors in 23. Like it's not, uh, no, that's the wrong team. Sorry. My apologies. Um, Where was it? There was another one I saw that it was good. Oh yeah. Manly. Then he has Dolphins. Then he has Parramatta, which is a tricky one in round 25. So, um, but I'm, I'm so thinking. Sawali, who goal kicks. Yeah. Uh, he could be interesting now. He's playing on the wing. You've got Mulatalo, Talakai, Katoa in a ceiling club, Targo, mm. Critter, Toho. There's a whole host to choose from, you know. And what you want to be doing is looking for the one with the low ownership. So I'm talking like under 10%. And Toho mm. is that at the moment. Critter, Targo are that at the moment. Tupo yeah. is that at the moment. So it's always nice to have a good side and have that one. And Tupo yeah. is that one. The Roosters are capable of putting on points. And he's on that left side. We're outside Kiri. Tedesco plays that way and right. So I, I, I like Tupo, mate. And he has good solid base as well. So Yeah, and one one of my tricks that I do, because I tend to usually play head-to-head, is I'm looking at my finals, looking at my head-to-head finals. And the players that I want, they're going to be pods in the grand final and the semi-final yeah. and all that. And I'm just looking right now. Roosters play the Tigers in round 26, which is head-to-head grand final. Um, and then I'm looking at my other players. I've got Meany, who's playing against the Titans in round 26. So I'm feeling like I'm building my team. If I miss the grand final my head-to-head, I'll be very angry because I'm building my team around it. But, um, yeah, really um, looking forward to those matchups. The way I've always played at the start of the season is I've either had two hookers or I've had five second rowers, and then I have two fullbacks, they're my ceiling, and then I have two halves, two cheapy halves, and then I usually have three sec- second rowers and then often two second rowers. So I've usually got a, a, a hooker, two second rowers, and a fullback. And mm. that's how I start my season. I go cheap in the back. This season I started with, um, I can't think of his name, the fullback that was playing for the Knights um, at the start of the season. Yeah, Miller, yeah. Miller, 
I had homes. I, I actually went quite expensive in the centre wing position, mm. which started my season really well. Then I made this dumb decision where I sold Miller. I, I just did a whole lot of dumb stuff <laughs> um, and I paid for doing it. But look, um, but my point is that on the run home, I wouldn't be so much worrying about stacking the second row and stuck in the front row. I'd be stacking your centre wing. I'd be stacking your halves. I'd be yeah. stacking your full-back position, their ceiling positions, 5'8", half-back, full-back, and centre wing. That's mm. where your big points are going to come from. Your, your 150 scores are going to come from. Yeah, and you got to look at the people, the players that you feel like, can you potentially anti-pod that player to yeah. bring in a super pod? Um, so these players like probably a Heinz, you probably don't want to, you probably think yeah. it's too scary of that Heinz. So um, like, in the second row, for example, or in the, in the center wing, for example, you know what? I reckon I'm going to antipod probably a Holmes and use Garrick as my yeah. as my kicking uh, and, yeah. and 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 then use my two po. Um, so there's plays there, we, and it's all judgment calls. It can be anything. I, I, my judgment call could be completely wrong, hoping to creep back in top thousand. But the way I'm playing is extremely risky. So it can potentially make me go down to like ten thousand. So, but it's the risk I want to pay, and it's, I, I want to either be up there with the best of them, or I'm going to be nowhere, which I am anyway. So, yeah, I'll be missing Holmes myself, mate, because I'm getting mm. Troy Mitchell, I'm getting Fafita, and I'm getting Cleary. I've yeah. got everywhere else. I'm really stacked, and uh, but you, you add those three into my side, and it's a really good team. Mm. But yeah. I, I I want to be able to save four or so trades, um, for any um you know problems that happen on the way home. Um, well, I don't think we need to really worry about our trade talk and captain and vice captain. We've pretty much summed it up. So I think I'm going Nifaluma into Gutho, and then you're doing um, you're bringing in, going Buller to Ponga. That's right. That's yeah. pretty much everything. And then I think we've both got the same vice captain captain, which is going to be Ponga VC into Captain Gutho. So that's right. Um, nice. I may be making the second trade, so I might be bringing in for feeder, um, mm. or bringing in Cleary. Um, so I haven't decided if I bring in Cleary, I'm tempted to do it with Cody Walker because if I do that, it leaves me 276k, which means mm-hmm. I can go Preston to David for feed an extra round and save four trades. Whereas if I do it with Katoa, I spend all my money in one hit and then I have to do two trades next week to get for feeder and then I have to do trades to get Latrell. So there's some common sense in what I'm doing because I've got Kalama Tungi, I've got Cook, I've got Munro, and I've got Walker. I'm just mm-hmm. deciding do I let go of Kalama Tungi or do I let go of Walker? Yeah, well, I, I, I could I, I, in that same kind of thought process, I could potentially go Dylan Edwards to Cleary. Yeah, I actually, you know, I actually I, I won't do that because I would need to. I want to hold off until I know when, and I need to move Ponga back down to fullback, which I won't be able to do. So, um, yeah, that makes complete. So I won't be able to do that, unfortunately. And I like but, Dylan um, Edwards match up this round. Personally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, he's been a pretty handy pod, but he's had a couple of games where he's not quite. Yeah. Going well, which is the kind of risk you take with Dylan Edwards. So yeah, absolutely, and same with Will Kennedy. They, they mm, yeah, they, they don't have the base. They're they're attacking kind of like players. So well, sorry, Edwards does have the base. Kennedy not so much. Um, yeah. but, you know, you're right. He has his moments where he's really good and has big scores, and then he has them ones that are kind of down. But I mean, you know, that's why. I mean, on the run home though, as you and I both know, like the sides that you're going to see a lot more points and a lot more of the bigger players standing up. Yeah. This is what happens on the run home, especially you've got the, a pretty much congested top 10. And uh, so any one of those 10 sides is what I'll be looking at, you know, and the ceiling sides, Sharks, the Broncos, the Panthers, the Storm, potentially the Roosters, the Cowboys on their day. Uh, there's a few, uh, Parramatta definitely. I, I really like the spine of Parramatta at the moment. When Brown's back, you know, Brown, Moses, Gutherson, um, you know, I, I think all of them are really good pods to to keep. And I, I would, if I owned Moses now, I would consider holding him, guys. I, you know, if you're looking this week to go Moses to Cleary, I would err against that decision, mm. especially for this matchup. Maybe do it next week when they are at the arm. Um, I, I would look at doing that next week, maybe when Cleary's versus the Dogs. You know, I'm in a much more comfortable position where I can go SJ to Cleary. Yeah, that's which nice. is uh, makes me feel a lot more comfortable because I, yeah, like Moses isn't as scary not to own like Cleary, but he's still. You had that fear because you know what he can possibly do on his day, and against the Titans, mate, he could go mental. So, yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. Especially, um, yeah, I, I really like this matchup for the um for the Eels. I think they're a big, strong, robust side, and when their spines in there, Moses is taking on the line so much. 
that I'd be very reluctant to let go of Moses. I, I just wish that Moses was 5'8 dual because I would love to have Cleary, Hines, Moses, Walker. I think that would just be a high ceiling um, for. And even then, you're still leaving out Munster. <laughs> that's, that's right. brutal. Munster, it's brutal, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, there's others there that you could put. Even Dearden, I think Dearden on his day can be a very interesting player. I mean, you, you wouldn't own him over a Munster, Pong or a Cleary, a Manu, uh, Moses, uh, you know, all the two positions that are there. But um, but that he can score a 176 when Munster gets a 50 as well. We all know that. So That's right, yeah. Mm. We've seen it. Awesome. Well, um, one thing I want to say before we wrap up, you know, I think this is the last week to jump into the $5 knockout comp. So... Yeah. Um, we are starting that this week. However, um, we've got more than 64 runners, which means we have to filter it down to 64, which means this week, the highest round scores, top 64 runners, will be advancing into the head-to-head spreadsheet that I'll be putting together on the Monday. And then from there, it's completely randomized, guys. I just push about a 1,000 randomization buttons and just randomize the head-to-heads. And then we move on until one man stands. Um, oh, or or one, one girl stands. Yeah, one girl stand. I asked Brod to put me in, but if there's more than sixty-four runners, don't worry about me. I'm I'm, I'm all good. No, wait. We we always had this because I'm not. I don't want to get into the details, but when you have a, a head-to-head knockout comp, you actually need to have. It isn't an even number. You need to have a a multiple of two numbers. Yeah, that yeah. Would be two, four, eight, sixteen. Yeah. So um, see, we, that's why we have this uh knockout round at the start to filter yeah. down to sixty-four people. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll do that this week, and then um, I'll post on both the Cash Comp page as well as our Tragics page, um, of the random head to heads, and then yeah, last man stands. This is always the most exciting part of the year for me. I get yeah. I get to get to start spreadsheeting and doing some um stats up there, and and I get knocked out first week usually, so it's always good. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only played it twice, and the first year I played it, I made it right up a fair way. And then mm. last year, I, I I think I only made it about three rounds, and then I was out. So it, it it's very um lucky a lucky one, but you know because you don't know who you're going to be up against. Yeah, I can tell you right now as well. So a lot of the times the winner um comes up like you're you're, you're versing in the first round. Let's say you're versing the guy coming first overall, and then that week you just have a blinder. You yeah. knock that guy out first go. I've seen people who are ranked forty fifth thousand, like sixty thousand, actually take the whole thing out because they yeah, just yeah. had that right week. And it, and they, they, even though they might have a bad week, their opponent just happens to have a really bad week. That was, and it just happens. So anyone can win this. It's a, it is an extremely exciting little um cash comp there. So, oh, well, make sure you jump on, guys. Awesome. Um, if you have any questions, guys, reach out to Broad Thompson on the Supercoach Tragics page. He'll re- help you out. But um, it's the last week, so I think we've got today. Um, he might take a few extra entrants tomorrow before kickoff, but we'll have to wait and see. Reach out to him today, guys. Thank you very much. Um, anything else before we want to close up? No. Um, it was great to see New South Wales win. I thought that Murray starting at lock, which I've been riding all season, he should be doing, happened. Um, I know you, a lot of people have said to me, you can't get rid of Yo. But I, I really think that Murray needed to be there for those quick play the balls. And I think the fact that Walker was there, um, you definitely needed Murray. It, it highlighted it more. But it was good to see the boys win. And, and Bradman, best congratulations. What a game. Yeah, well done. Yeah. I said I find a trial on that guy. So well done. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, tune in next week. And I hope you see some green arrows this week. Peace out, guys. Hopefully. Peace out, everyone.